This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 101. I'm just going to take this real slow. Of the in-between podcast where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Taking it slow today. Mm-hmm. After hey. 100 episodes. <laughs> exactly. Just letting it all just go loose. going to roll it down. <laughs> Our kids pretty much made the entire episode. If 100, yes, exactly. If you have not gone back and listened to that episode, please do, because they were just incredible. And yes, we are biased, but they are our children. And they actually gave some really amazing insight into how kids see marriages and parenting and give some really great advice for everyone. Yeah, completely, completely. So today on our 101st episode, we are interviewing Rebecca Smith. We had such an amazing time chatting with her. She is a mom to four kids. She has three of hers matching the same ages as ours. So it was fun to talk about all the things that (laughs) are in common. what they all were doing while we were recording. (laughs) Exactly. She's also a business owner. She has a custom handbag company called Better Life Bags. And it's actually made up of local women with barriers to employment. I love that about that company. She just released a new book called A Better Life, Slowing Down to Get Ahead. And she's going to be talking to us about life is better when it's slow. Now, as you'll see in today's episode, Rebecca is absolutely passionate about reminding people that when it comes to pursuing dreams, waiting on God's nudges always beats hustling hard. It's okay being the turtle because life is better when it's slow. So let's jump into it. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule because we all know we're home right now. (laughs) Entertaining children, even though we may not expecting to entertain them. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Us Perfect. too. Okay, but before we get started, because yeah. you talked, you know, we're in the midst of COVID-19 yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. What are your kids doing right now? Because ours are like <laughs> in the middle of school. It's at the time of the recording. It's like 11 a.m. here yeah. and and our son's on his iPad and... We're all like, okay, when you're done, just occupy yourselves because we are recording a podcast. We are working. <laughs> right. What are you? What are your you're kids like, doing right now? <laughs> I don't care what you do. Just don't bug me. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Get your own yeah. snacks. <laughs> so my 10-year-old is in his room. Actually, my older three, we have four. My older three share a room. And so he okay. t- he's in the room right now listening to the Wings of Fire book. Oh, our kids love that. It. Yes. yes. Uh, he's only on the first one, but he's like, any chance he he can get he's tr- he's listening oh, totally. yeah. so yeah, yeah we get that yeah my other two are in the backyard but they have any screen time privileges that they want right now so i'm like <laughs> do whatever you want to watch you get your vitamin d yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get your fun that's, that's awesome. right and then our one-year-old is asleep oh so. great oh that's it's wonderful <laughs> yeah so and then for you do you usually work at home or do you work outside of the home 
In normal times before COVID-19, um, I worked in our workshop. So I we I own a handbag company here in Hamtramck, Michigan, and I would go into the workshop three days a week. Okay. So I had um, a nanny who would come be with my one-year-old while the older three were at school. And um, yeah, I would go in about 15 to 20 hours a week. But now everything is done here. Wow. <laughs> And so, so tell us a bit about yourself and you shared about your kids' ages. Uh, but yeah, tell us a bit about your family before COVID-19 and, and now and, and how things yeah. have kind of changed. Yeah, it things changed fast. I feel like that is probably the case for everybody. It felt like one day things were like kind of normal and we were hearing about this weird flu and then like the next week everything was upside down. <laughs> and I'd say that's pretty true for for my family. Not only were my kids like going to public school and now they're all home, but my husband in January finished paramedic school and um he was in the Detroit EMS Paramedic Academy. So they were like going through training to how to run 911 calls for Detroit. Mm. And they immediately took all those academy students out and put them right on the ambulances. Wow. Um, How long is the training usually? 10 weeks. And he was there for two weeks, maybe. Oh, my goodness. That is baptism by fire. Like, literally, just figure it out on the job. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. We know that you don't know any of the codes, but you know, go feed. <laughs> so, so yeah, my, he's working the night shift. So like okay. my whole routine, everything just within a matter of a week, it felt like was flipped upside down. And, um, I was scrambling for a while. I now we're what, seven weeks into it, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling more like, okay, you know, I can, we can somewhat do this, but yeah, those first few weeks were like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Let me catch that. Wait. Like, Why don't, don't I have a say ball? in this? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's helpful. Right. And, and and just uh, for uh, for our podcast family, this is we're recording this right now. We're releasing a little bit later, but we're recording this at the end of April, just so people understand that time yep. frame. Yeah, yep, for yeah. sure. Because I think some because who knows what up. the world will be like Very when this releases, true. right? Well, it seems like true. every week, right? <laughs> yeah. It was it, it felt like every day. Before yeah, things would yeah. change, mm-hmm. I, I feel like now it's like every week. Okay, at least this is probably what it's going to be like for the next week. And and then our friends, yeah. having lived in Nashville, it was hilarious because at the time of this recording, yesterday, uh, Tennessee was rolled out their reopening plan, and oh, okay. uh, the mayor or someone said something incorrectly, and instead of saying banana, they said banana. Yeah, instead of wear a bandana outside, it's like wear a banana. <laughs> so we saw people. all these memes. <laughs> Of like people <laughs> duct taping so bananas fun. to their foreheads. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're reopening in Tennessee. <laughs> That's kind of how we You feel. know, <laughs> it could it could happen. Yeah, yeah, very true. So now Rebecca, I know a lot of our podcast family, um, they are uh, parents who are working from home now, who used to yeah. work outside of the home, especially uh moms who own their own businesses. So um you did mention that you own um a bag company. Can you tell us a little bit? bit about work-life balance in your own home and kind of how is that working right now or how is it not working? Yeah. So I have found um, the best thing I can do for myself is kind of do a loose block schedule for my day. Um, It's 
it took trial and error to get here, but the morning is school. I have this um, nap time where Gavin is asleep and that's mommy's work time. So it's usually a good two hours. So that feels like a good chunk of time. Um, and the other three kids are, know that they cannot interrupt me. They, c- they can get their own lunch. They can um, be on screens, you know, like whatever you need to do to occupy yourself. Um, then the afternoon we go outside. I feel like that's really important, although it's been snowing in Michigan. So that becomes somewhat of a problem (laughs) in the midst of everything else. We live in Canada. Um, We understand. (laughs) It's like, I could do this if it was the summertime, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. And then, you know, then it's quickly dinner time and then Gavin goes to sleep and I get a few more extra hours of, of work time after the kids go to bed. And so just having this daily routine, in fact, it's almost become such a routine I've been doing that my husband on his day off, he's like, let's go to the state park and take a hike. And this is a Monday because he works, you know, weird hours mm-hmm. and night shifts. Mm. And and I was like, no, that'll mess up my routine. Like, <laughs> I don't know where to fit going somewhere anymore. Like getting <laughs> yes. in the car and going somewhere no longer fits into my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you. so it's it's got to be fluid and it's got to change um, and it'll have to I'm sure I'll go through this swirling feeling again when the world opens up and I'm like, okay, wait, now how do I go back to work? Yeah, you know, like yeah. how do I leave the house? And um, yeah, so it's always, it can never be like, this is the way I do things and this is the way I do things, period. Mm. You know, I found for me, it just has to be fluid and flexible and um yeah. But structured at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> we're, disruption is a is a common word. Unprecedented is another word that I feel like I'm hearing all the time. But the, the sense of this new normal, right? What is that new normal? I mean, even for us, uh, our podcast family knows that I'm a pastor. And, and I mean, we film our services on Saturday night. In an empty auditorium. So (laughs) it's it's bizarre because our Sabbath, usually our day off is usually Mondays. Uh, But now with the work schedule, we're like, okay, well, we're actually doing it from Sunday lunch lunch to Monday lunch. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just we're trying to get used to it. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, completely. Yeah, for sure. And um, I love what you were saying, Rebecca, about like when life opens up again, when the world opens up again it's going to be a new normal. And like, what, how do we get used to that? So is there anything in your life, um, in your family, in your relationship with your husband already that you've realized when the world opens up again, I want it to keep the same in some ways or like not Mm. add this back into our schedule? Good question. Um, I feel like one thing I for sure want to keep around is just a little bit more grace for myself with screen time. Mm-hmm. I feel that's a in my mothering that's a big tension of too much, not enough, especially when as our kids are getting older, like 10, 11, where some of their social interaction is going to be on that's screen. Right. I mean, obviously they've been like jumped into the deep end with this social like online social socialization during COVID, but before then we didn't have like Facebook kids messenger for them or, you know, like any of those Mm -hmm. things. They weren't FaceTiming their friends. They weren't um, Zoom calling with their, you know, for fun with their friends until COVID-19. So I have a feeling they're going to want to keep doing that um, in some way, even when they get to see them in person. And so I just want to release, give myself a little bit more grace that like screen time is not the end all enemy of of life. Um, My kids are going to be okay, (laughs) you know? Like if they have a little more screen time, mm-hmm. then I feel like is is normal. 
I've also really enjoyed not having so many extracurricular activities that we're running off to or grabbing McDonald's on the way. Um, I think those activities are important for my kids, so I don't want to say we're not going to do them. Right. But I have really enjoyed every night is just our family, mm. you know, and um, it's been relaxed and we don't, we're not rushing one kid this way and another kid this way. And so I don't know exactly how to implement that back when all the activities open up again, yeah. but yeah. I've enjoyed that. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we do have a book that is going to help us along those lines. And, <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, by this author, Rebecca Smith, I don't know if you heard of her. No. <laughs> It's the best so, book ever. Yes. We highly recommend it to you, Rebecca. Oh, I actually know her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. So, Rebecca, um, we uh, well, you did write a book called A Better Life, Slowing Down to Get Ahead. Now, honestly, this is such a perfect book for this yeah. unique time that we're all in. And whether we like it or not, our lives have slowed down. Our lives yeah. have slowed down, but if uh, you're like us, I mean, we're both Enneagram threes. We don't really like the slower place. So, no. okay, so, so how is life better? G- give us a synopsis. How is life better when it's going slower than we would like? Yeah. And I think even though life has slowed down as far as like everything on the outside world, I don't know about you, but I feel like inside my house, there are moments where I feel like this is this is faster than before. Mm. Like I'm working harder than I was before, especially since I don't have any child childcare help, you know? Right. So like there's just this weird tension of like, yes, so much. And people are experiencing this on different levels, I think. Like people with no kids are experiencing a slowdown in a different way. Um, but you're right. All in all, like our Amazon packages are not coming as fast as they used to. Yes. And, yeah. you know, there's just <laughs> so many... <laughs> Yeah, right. And I think um I think I'm start we're starting to realize that we don't need our Amazon packages the next day. Mm. You know, like there's different things in life that aren't always great to be in when they're instantaneous or when they're fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get more excited when the Amazon package comes. I, fr- you know, it's, it's, true. there's just, it's some sort of anticipation <laughs> and then it coming the way the olden days were. Yeah. You, you, you never even tracked it. It's just the olden days. You order and you're like, it'll come when it comes. <laughs> Back in the day, track. kids. Because <laughs> Domino's has like, and even um, on Skip a Dishes or Grubhub, those apps, like you see in real time where the order yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Amazon now it's in the factory. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're making it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, another thing that I've really come to appreciate about this COVID-19 time is everybody has to say no. There's no awkward boundaries where you're like, Sunday nights are our family nights. So I'm really sorry we can't go to that birthday party. You know, if you if that's what you do for your family. Yeah. Everyone, there's none of that awkwardness. There's none of that. You know, everyone has to stay home. Everyone can't do the birthday parties. We can't go to the nieces graduate. You know, like there's right. just these lots of lots of interesting situations that it just takes a lot of pressure off, honestly. 
For those who uh, we were talking at the top of the podcast before we pressed record with Rebecca, for those of our podcast family that don't really understand sort of the writing process. So you usually put you write for a year usually and then you actually put your manuscript into the editor about a year before your book comes out. Mm -hmm. So Rebecca, if you can give us a snapshot of how you were feeling as you were writing the book A Better Life and then as it's releasing now, like how you're feeling and how maybe if things um the lessons that you're talking about have they gone deeper is there anything that you would change like if you can give us a little snapshot of that yeah so two years ago is when I signed the contract to write the book so life was very different two years ago and then I I wrote it our youngest son was not even born yet (laughs) like when I started writing yeah that's right So, yeah, he, I was pregnant with him, so I knew he was coming, and I tried to get a lot of the writing done before he came. Um, Not yeah, a year. <laughs> exactly. That's, true. That's a hard deadline. I am deadline. not going to sleep once his baby comes. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How true. much can I get written? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and throughout, so the story is, it's a memoir-ish book. So the, it's got the story of how the Better Life Bags, my handbag company, started from this tiny little Etsy shop and has grown into this um, company that hires women here in Detroit who have barriers to getting a a traditional job. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a missional business. But throughout it are kind of the life lessons that I have learned along the way, like stand down being the first chapter. So every chapter has has like a life lesson. Um, stand down being don't try to control your life and, you know, in like such a small world right. or word, like, like a small synopsis. Um, bloom where you're planted. We ended up in Michigan on accident and we only planned to be here for two years. And it was um, a really drastic change from Savannah, Georgia, which is beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like historic and brick roads. And then we landed in Detroit, Michigan. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) How how are you supposed Um, to say like Savannah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Detroit. (laughs) Yeah. Very different. That is very different. Just the, I had a really hard time with it and I didn't want to be here yet. I like Neil, my husband kept reminding me, like, there's going to be something good here. You've just got to stay. Like, there's a story for us here. We just have to figure out what it is. Yeah. And then, like, noticing the small beginnings. Um, this is more like about the small start of my company and looking back and seeing, like, everything starts small. There's no such thing as overnight growth. There's no such thing as, like, starting um, a routine in our family. Like one routine I'm trying to start is, um, or I I have started, is chatting with my kids individually at bedtime Mm. because I want that to become something big in like 10 years. You know, like Mm. I want that time to be, I know I'm going to get 15 minutes with mom at bedtime and I have something I need to talk to her about. You know, but it starts now for me. It starts small with like, what was your high? What was your low? Let me sing you a song. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's very like a very small beginning. Yeah. So that's just a quick like peek into what the chapters are like and um, the lessons tied in with the story of the, the company's growth. But um, but yeah, I mentioned earlier that when when I realized when it first hit me that this book was going to launch during COVID-19, um, I my heart sunk at first. I was like, a, the title is A Better Life. And I was like, nobody's going to want to pick up a book that's called A Better Life. No one's life is 
life sucks right now. <laughs> you know, like life is yeah. terrible. And um, my one-year-old son had smeared chocolate over my only copy of the book at the time on the cover. And I just like looked at that and I was like, yep, that <laughs> looks like poop. Like that is, <laughs> there's poop on my book. That is a sign. <laughs> a better life of poop. <laughs> like, no. <Yeah. laughs> But the more like I pick it up and I um, am doing these interviews and I'm rereading some of the chapters Mm -hmm. that I wrote a year ago, like I'm revisiting it with new eyes and every lesson still is so applicable. Um, Like this still is a good life. Like things are hard and there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of sickness going on. Um, A lot of loneliness. I'm sure more depression. Um, But this life that we've been given and the people who are in our homes with us and around us, this is a time we are going to remember forever. And we will, I think, in 10 years, look back at this time and there will be pieces of it that we say, like, those were the days, like, those were the days when we didn't have to run off to piano lessons and then guitar and then soccer. Like, we were all home and we were all watching movies together and Um, so I think so often we look forward to like, what's the next thing, Mm -hmm. but if we could just stop and see like, no, this life right here, like today is the good thing. This is the better thing. Um, I think it will serve us well. This episode is brought to you in part by beyond ordinary women ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership at bow. We believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So Whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. That's so good. That's so good. And that's a great transition to our next question, because the last chapter in your book is called Cherish Today. And to stop wishing for the next season of life and start living today's. So um, how do you you encourage your readers to do that, to, to really cherish today? Yeah. And I'm cherishing today, whether it's a good day or a bad day or a good season or a hard season. Mm. I think, um, I think there's a way to cherish today, even if it's a hard, hard time. Um, and I, I start the chapter by talking about how when we graduate high school, the question is, where are you going to college? Mm -hmm. And then we get a we um, meet someone in college and we start dating. When are you getting married? And we get married. When are you having your first kid? And then we ha- have a first kid. Are, when, are you thinking about having more? So and you're like, true. can I just like <laughs> yeah. live? Like, exactly. Can I just? And even now, like during COVID, like when are the restrictions going to be lifted? Like that's just mm-hmm. like the next. Ours in Michigan just today got extended for three more weeks. And so we're just like, When's the next thing? Like, when's the next stage coming? Mm. Um, but I am going to miss this time of of being told to stay home. And so I um, 
And even if you don't feel like you will, I think you might, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when the world starts to get busy again, I think we will long for these quieter days. And, mm. and so I just, I want it to be a perspective shift of, um, not necessarily always like what's next, but what's now and what's good about now and what um, what might I look back on from today and wish that I had spent a little longer doing or being who would I wish I could be with longer mm-hmm. and do it because we are in today and we can. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's still applicable. I know my daughter um, one night. This is in the in the book too. She was kind of pushing me away when I wanted to give her a, a, a bedtime kiss, and she's like, eh. "I don't know if your kids do that, but mine are like, eh. you know, like yep. when they don't want something yep. from us." Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, true. She's like pushing me away. She's probably upset about something, and I was like, "No, like we don't, we don't do that. We don't know when this will be the last time that we get to say like I love you mm-hmm. and give you a kiss." And and in her nine year old mind, I think that hit her for the first time. Like, oh yeah, like this. We're not promised tomorrow right. with each other. Even before COVID hit, like we were mm-hmm. not promised tomorrow with each other. And so are we really cherishing the times that we have with each other and in our life today? Mm-hmm. I love that, Rebecca. And I love how you were talking even about that maybe in 10 years, we will look back and be like, these are the golden years. Like this was the yeah. time where life was perfect. Like, can you imagine that? That's I mean, I'm not true. saying that right now. Well, I am yeah. not. I am not confessing that right now. Life is not perfect. <laughs> no, you're right. It's like, yeah, because we're all nostalgic in some sense. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Kind of, so imagine. Yeah. that time where we didn't have to go to soccer practice and then that birthday party? And right. Then this and yeah. This and Remember this? that time mommy let us watch the like unlimited screen time? <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Those were the golden years. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That perspective shift really, really, even for me, is so powerful. And sometimes I think that's what it is, right? It's the little. It's not the huge, huge shifts. It's the little, right. like minuscule, like maybe two degree shifts that we can make in our own mind that um, change the way that we see life presently, and sometimes life in the past and life in the present. So for you, Rebecca. Um, how do you think this pandemic can actually help us live a, a slower and better life? Maybe if we can all think about like, what is the good that is going to come out of this? Because I know some people who are going to be listening in our podcast family are listening now and the kids are screaming and there's a hundred dishes yeah. in there and the dog just pooped on the floor and like blah, blah, blah. You know, like life is just circling around. So yeah, how do you think that good can come out of this pandemic for living a slow and better life. Yeah. Um, when my house feels like that, and literally our dog was throwing up for like 24 hours oh. yesterday. Oh, that's like, so sad. Oh, no. Really? Oh, like no. on top of yeah. everything, yeah. you have to be doing this. <laughs> <That's> but <true. laughs> in, in those moments, and this is very hard for me to do, I'm always like, this is only going to last for like 20 minutes, honestly. Like mm-hmm. the, chaos, the chaos of those times where the kids are all wanting something and dinner's boiling. And, you know, like in, in 30 minutes, usually everything's going to calm down. And I think like that's the case with big things and little things. Like this pandemic is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Like it is going to calm down. It's boiling right now and everyone is wearing bananas on their forehead, you know, and like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just going, yes. going bananas in general, maybe. 
going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it won't always be like this. We probably will not have to always wear a mask when we go to the grocery Mm -hmm. store. You know, like, so when things feel out of control and chaotic, I'm always trying to remind myself, like, this is, this is not the truth of my life. Like, this is my reality right now. And it really, like, it sucks. I don't love it. But it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to feel like this forever. In fact, it might be gone in 30 minutes. And then I can sit on the couch and scroll Instagram for a second while everyone is happily playing Legos. You know, like it, there are moments of that too, where Mm -hmm. the kids are doing great. And they're, this morning, my kids created a preschool for my one-year-old. And I was like, great. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, there's these moments where you're like, why can't you do that all day long? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, But I probably wouldn't appreciate the times that they do do that, honestly, if they were, you know, creative and quiet all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And the chaos might feel even more chaotic if that was your norm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think, yeah, through this pandemic, there are a lot of lessons. One other one that I think has been so key for me, and I think this can translate to, um, I'm speaking specifically from my business, but, um, we've been able to have time to rethink, like, are we doing things the way that we want to? Are the things that we're Mm. doing working and benefiting our employees? Is there a way that when we come back, we should tweak things or change things or start fresh? Like, we almost are going to get a time to start fresh when the world opens back up and restart, like, re-sign up for all the extracurriculars. Do we want to do as many? Maybe not. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like a restart, which is really cool and probably the only time we'll get this. Yeah, very true. I love that. Even just even from the business side of um, we get to pause and take a breath because sometimes that's just not possible when the world is going at the pace that it usually does. So Rebecca, for our final question, for people who are picking up the book, who are who are, you know, wanting to get it, but they also have like four children and homeschooling and a business to run. um, And maybe they don't have all the time to be able to sit and read all the chapters in one sitting. Um, Is there anywhere that I know we usually read from beginning to end, but is there a chapter that you would recommend if one person had, you know, 20 minutes or something? Is there a Mm -hmm. chapter in your book where you're like, actually, maybe start here, given our circumstances? Mm. I'm looking through the chapter titles right now. Um, I think probably one of my favorites is chapter 12, which is have the heart of a turtle. Um, Mm. keep your eyes on your own paper. And I think especially now, okay, let me see if I can put this into words, but, um, it talks a little bit about the hustle, but let's go to this, the math test the keep your eyes on the, on your own paper. So remember when we had timed math tests, when we, I don't think they do those anymore, but they should, <laughs> where everyone, <laughs> your teacher walked around and they, he, she laid a piece of paper upside down on your desk and it was full of math problems that you oh, had to solve. I'm getting nervous oh already. Remember this? <laughs> yes. I, know, I totally right? remember Completely. the anxiety. Oh. I know. <laughs> and, go. and she like counts down. She's like, yeah. ready, go. And yeah. this whole, the, the room like fills <laughs> with wind of yeah. everyone like turning their paper over it. And at first you're going along, you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm going, I'm doing this great. And then the person sitting next to you gets up and turns in their paper and you're only on like row two. And you're like, oh, oh no. 
Like, yes. I've got to get, I've got to go faster. I've got to do this better and harder and, and quicker. And then the next person gets up and turns in their paper. But what we forget about is that we're not racing against those classmates of ours. It's not who, f- who turns in their paper first. Mm-hmm. It's who can complete all of the math problems mm-hmm. in whatever time we've been given. And our time is our life. And so we all have been given these specific math problems or a specific like life to live mm-hmm. that doesn't look like the person next to us or the person on Instagram. Um, it it looks specific to our life. And so we have to keep our eyes on our own paper, um, figure out what is within our boundaries and what is written on our paper to complete and quit looking at the person to the right and the left of us who's going faster or slower, oh, you know, than we so are. Um, or perceive them to be, you know, so Rebecca, that's so yeah, I'd start yeah. there. Yeah. And that's, I, that is such, such great advice. And, yeah. I, and I think it's, it's an right. image that we can all remember and relate to. And it's like, yeah, well, I can't compare myself to that person or this, or I got to just work on this. And, and I just, I love that. And I love Rebecca, how you not only embody that and you are working uh, through it <laughs> with your life stage as uh, you know in along with us but the way that you're creating uh, that for others too in your business better life mm-hmm. bags so honestly uh, podcast family be sure to pick up a copy of Rebecca's book a better life slowing down to get ahead but also also be sure to check out her her business to betterlifebags.com i'm just scrolling through it and and it's so cool how you're you guys are making masks mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. your own bags and the and i mean obviously i'm not going to order earrings or tassels but but <laughs> hey remember me recycled <laughs> wool frog puppets they're the cutest <laughs> things ever. Oh my goodness. So if you, you haven't so creative, checked out betterlifebags.com, uh, be sure to go there. We'll have all the links once again in our show notes. And Rebecca, uh, before we say goodbye, what's the best way for people to connect with you? I hang out pretty much 98% of the time on Instagram. So my um, Instagram handle is, be- is know that. Well, you can go to betterlifebags.com you know, on Instagram, but my personal one is Rebecca Smith online. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for taking time out of your busy day. And I know all our kids are enjoying their screen time. So <laughs> they're probably going to be like, the podcast interview is done already. <laughs> yeah, one more time. Exactly. Yeah. Do people to interview? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wasn't she such a joy? Oh, it was so fun. (laughs) I also feel so validated that she also struggles with screen time because Mm. I don't know. Is that just a mom thing that moms just feel so awful and so guilty when their kids are spending too much time on TV or their iPads or whatever screens it just seems like it's shouting at us like hey you're not doing enough yeah and the sucker punch is when they're doing that and we're scrolling on instagram and we see someone being a super mom or super dad oh barf having some sort of interactive (laughs) you know interactive activity with their kid and they're having the time of their life and yeah our kids are that's fine. Yeah. They like they like their prodigy hey, <laughs> and their Minecraft. <laughs> I couldn't believe today Macarius was counting in twos and fives and tens. Yeah. All because of screen time. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, math applications. Yeah. <laughs> 
We'll be sure to pick up Rebecca Smith's new book called A Better Life, Slowing Down to Get Ahead. And I really think this is just one of those books that are perfect for this time as we are slowing down. All right. Well, next week, Christina, on episode 102, what are we going to be covering? We'll be talking about what our brains look like in crisis. You're not going to want to miss that episode. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet done so. And perhaps someone came to mind while you're listening to this episode. And if that's the case, we would be honored if you were to share this episode with them. You can just send them the text inbetween.org slash episode 101, or just hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app and send that over today. Well, thanks again for listening in and we'll catch you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.